It's time for Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Morena. Mayor Phil Goff, how are you this morning? Morena, Rachel. I'm good, thank you. We had a fantastic opening and missing this morning, early, just after the rain stopped, fortunately, of the new laneway for Federal Street behind St Matthews. So if you want to go to a place where you can see how you can transform a roadway into a laneway, um, cars can still go for service purposes, etc. But uh, 13 beautiful, mature native trees, Peruri and uh, Tanikaha, etc. Rain gardens to fill to the water, benches to sit on, a lovely open space. So um, get up and have a look at the new laneway in Federal Street. It's really exciting. good to open this morning. It's yeah. really, it's really nice to see, uh, you know, a bit of life returning to that CBD space. I, I guess in a similar part of the city, I want to talk about ferries this morning because there's been some very interesting uh, developments and some big deals announced about what's happening with ferries and Auckland Transport. Tell us a wee bit about what's going on here, Phil. Yeah, well, the Fuller's Ferries, um, many of them, oh, the Devonport and Waiheke Services, were previously exempted uh, under a change that I think Stephen Joyce brought in, which meant that Auckland Transport had no um, no control over, um, you know, standards or anything else, mm-hmm. and that the passengers on those ferries couldn't get the um, uh, same zone fare uh, reductions, you know, to catch the bus at either end, etc. That's now changed so that uh, Devonport... Uh, the, the ferry to Devonport is now a contracted service and it will actually be um, uh, run uh, within a couple of years by electric ferries oper- owned uh, by by Auckland Transport but operated by Fullers. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, part of the deal is to get five new um, electric and hybrid ferries. You still need the hybrid ferries for the longer journeys because mm-hmm. the electric charge won't, won't, won't handle it to Waiheke and back. And then for Waiheke, um, it's still a, a service uh, run by Fullers, but there is a whole lot of changes that are being made that will help people on Waiheke. Um, you can't, the Fullers now can't cancel a service, um, you know, permanently um, without giving nine months' notice. It was previously 15 days. Um, the Waiheke services uh, have greater accountability, so they're measured against service standards set by AT. They'll be able to use the new AT Hop card monthly pass, which will reduce by $58 a month. And at a time of rising That's inflation, great, great to see yeah. a reduction now. That will be funded by the ratepayer um, because it's uh, it's still an exempt service. When uh, we would like to see the Waiheke service come uh, as a contracted service, in which case um, uh, Waka Kotahi, a New Zealand Transport Agency, will will meet half of the cost of that uh, of that subsidy. Um, but really good that, uh, you know, ferries create about uh, 21% of all of our public transport emissions. Mm-hmm. So good to see some real progress being made with seven new electric and hybrid ferries that will be coming on stream in the next couple of years and then progressively changing the rest of the fleet after that. Yeah, this is really great news. What is that long-term plan looking like? Obviously, uh, in, in the immediate moment, it's really awesome to see this change happening. But is, is there, you know, moves to see this be something that we uh, have brought across our ferry systems. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's really important. And people on Waiheke have always said, look, why are we treated differently from, you know, Pine Harbour or Whangaparoa? Uh, and the truth is that the monthly passes come down to reflect the same, uh, the equivalent fares uh, for those other services. Um, but the difference is being paid for by, by the ratepayer. So that's a bit of a boost to people on Waiheke that have to travel, uh, obviously, often to get to work, etc. Um, but the progressive change in the ferry fleet, we've 
um, we've, we will, in the short term, refurbish a couple of the diesel ferries to make them lower uh, emitting, mm-hmm. uh, but that will be a short term measure. And then, as soon as we've got the ability to build more electric ferries, um, they'll be they'll be replaced as well. So ultimately, a fully electric um, ferry fleet, and of course, ultimately, a fully electric uh, bus fleet, because we're not purchasing any more diesel buses now as of 2021. So this is that's, good news. That's really good. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, well, let's keep it in the public transport world this morning then. The government's extending their half-price pl- half public transport uh, policy until 2023. This has been very widely received as good news. Uh, I guess you could say the criticism of it mostly tends to be people would like to just see free public transport perhaps yeah. be the norm now. Is that something, we have talked about this before, is that something, first of all, that you're pleased to see they're extending, but do you think we could get to this free public transport stage? I know this is uh, a conversation we've had before. Yeah, look, I think we will ultimately get there, but it's not going to be possible in the short term. This measure that the government has announced um, will cost, I think it's $586 million uh, just for $589, just checking that figure, um, for the period of time to the 31st of January. Um, why is it necessary? I, th- I think it's necessary because um, you saw from the inflation figures that came out the impact of rising fuel costs, the impact of the war on things like uh, the cost of bread, uh, construction costs going up, um, rents going up, although I think rents will turn around. I've just been talking to real estate agents and they say uh, rents um, in the last month are actually now dropping as are house prices. So that will be helpful, I think, for the future, both lower house prices and lower rentals because um, they're both out of whack and you know housing costs are the most expensive costs that people face rather than transport costs but the, it does all the, add up so it's... yeah yeah it does add up and, and the government has said that the, the the measures they've announced will reduce inflation by the equivalent of about half a percent on what it would otherwise be and it's a way of just giving a boost to people as they face rising costs i mean I don't know whether you saw it last night, but I think both the United Kingdom and the United States are now uh, over 9% annual inflation. Mm -hmm. Um, Australia is announcing its figures, I think, in the next week. They're below us at the moment, but they'll be also coming up. And that does put pressure on people. And uh, going back to your public transport, um, what you... It's funny, you know, um, with the the half-price fares, um, we're still stuck on about 58% of pre-COVID travel by public transport. So it hasn't had the size of the impact that I would like to have seen um, because the the road transport's back up to over 100%. But we do know we do know that this is, I guess, we're talking a short term. I mean, a long short term, but uh, a short term situation nonetheless of this pandemic space where people aren't so keen to be in shared public transport. We have also yeah. seen those figures in the last week about carbon dioxide levels. You know, you're breathing in a lot of uh, other people's air when you're on the bus, and yeah. I think people are taking that into account when they are or aren't catching public transport at the moment. But we're talking long term, long term here about that being something that I know you're very keen on it being the major way people move around Tamaki Makoto. So, so do we need to be making it as accessible as we possibly can and not necessarily using this moment as a, a yardstick of success? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can use it as a yardstick of success at the moment because of the factors that you mentioned and the, the sensitivity to COVID and, and now the flu, which is why, you know, if you're on a bus, you should be and you're required to wear a mask. Not everybody does, but they, they should do. Um, look, we, we, we do need that mode change. Um, uh, probably in about a month's time, just over a month's time, 
um, we'll be coming out with the Transport Emission Reduction Programme, which is the pathway to convert our climate action plan uh, into uh, something that will actually lead to transformational change and reduce emissions by a, a very ambitious target of 64%. But that that will be a transformation. It won't be incremental change. We, you know, you just see in Britain today, um, they're expecting temperatures for the first time in history mm. ever uh, rising over 40 degrees. Uh, you know, and. And, and the impact that that's having on people being hospitalised, heat stroke, um, you know, um, it, it, you just don't have any doubt that climate change is happening now mm -hmm. and it's accelerating and we have to make this change. But it's hard to get people into transformational change. I, I guess what I say is when I was a, very, when I was a toddler, there were more people travelling by public transport in Auckland then in the early 1950s than there are now because we had a tram system and everybody travelled by tram. When I went to school, all the kids rode bikes to school. Nobody got dropped off by their parents. So what we're talking about transforming to is actually back to the future. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we need to go back to where we didn't have that total reliance on, on motor vehicles. And we have to do that, one, because of emissions, and two, because of congestion, and three, because if you saw the figures that came out before, um, you know, thousands of people die each year because of pollution caused on the road by motor vehicles. Thousands of people die from mm. respiratory diseases associated with there, that. There's also a conversation, I guess, what you're talking about there to be had, which we have talked about in previous weeks, about livability as well, people being able to bike to school, living close enough yep. to school to yep. bike to school, to be able to get to work or the shops, you know, in, in those modes. But we might have to come back to this one on a different week because there is plenty we could get stuck into on that topic. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, very, absolutely. very good to hear your thoughts about public transport this morning. Mayor Phil Goff, thank you for your time and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Tuesday. Thanks, Rachel. Matewa. Matewa. That was sounding off with Phil Goth. Thank